Welcome to the world's first Straight Talk SolarCast. This is your go-to podcast for answers about solar. Brought to you by Solar Harmonics in Northern California, who invite their customers to own their energy by purchasing a solar panel system for their home, business, or farm. Each episode, we discuss questions facing people making the decision to go solar. The solutions to your questions are given to you straight by one of the leading experts in the solar industry, Jamie Duran, president of Solar Harmonics. Feel free to search our library for answers to questions that you're facing when considering solar. And now, here's Adam Duran, our host with the questions, and Jamie Duran, our solar expert with Straight Talk SolarCast. Hello, Jamie. Hello, Adam. How's everything going in the land of solar? People are so excited about going solar. It's great. It is really great. Really? We have some people who are getting their their first gigantic bills of the summer. And they are like, oh, my, I've never seen an electricity bill this high. We're seeing like average electricity costs of about 41 cents per kilowatt hour. Uh, I just did a proposal for someone in... Frisco, Texas, somewhere in somewhere in Texas. Wow. And uh, they're paying about 11 cents per kilowatt hour. So ouch, ouch, ouch. What? So solar, big no brainer in California. Yeah. What's that average bill then that you're seeing? Um, anywhere. I mean, in the summer, four to seven hundred dollars. And comparatively in Texas, it'd be about one hundred and fifty to two hundred fifty at the most. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Seven hundred dollars. But... 700 bucks. Yeah. And so when the solar man shows up, they, they are very, very happy to see us. So. <laughs> well, it sounds like they're reaching out. That's great. Yeah. So yeah, we're now telling people, okay, we're going to be there on you know July 31st. And then we call them the next day. Okay. Hey, we had an opening. We can be there tomorrow. And boy, are they happy. <laughs> oh, I bet. Yeah, I know. Not really, I, that's not I, really what we're doing, but it, it's a, it's great when we can move someone up in the schedule. It's, it's awesome when they can get them going solar for them too. No more PG&E. Oh, yeah. Jeez. yeah, yeah, PG&E. They're they're uh, certainly making it a little more challenging. Uh, one thing I'll quickly cover because it really doesn't apply to too many people. But if somebody, you know, you have a natural gas, they call it a riser, but you know where your gas meter is. Yes. So a lot of homes in the '40s, '50s, and '60s were built with the main electric service panel pretty much right above the gas meter. Okay. And during that time, guess how many fires, explosions, issues there were with gas meters and electric panels that are in close proximity? Uh-oh. <laughs> I'm thinking about my own house, but okay, go ahead. <laughs> uh, zero. And so now, <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> now uh, PG&E is starting to say, hey, if your service panel is within 36 inches, of the uh, of the gas riser, uh, we need you to move it and move it at least ten feet away. What? <laughs> I just blow out our, our audio. So, sorry. yeah, I know it's uh, it's. Yeah, I mean that's not like it's on wheels or something. You have to. We have to dig this thing out of the wall. We have to actually physically move it to a place on the wall where there's not anything already, and there's lots of pipes and. You know, fire sprinklers, it's probably not in those 50s houses, but you know what I mean? There's there's yeah. just a lot of stuff in the walls that we don't know about until we break open the wall. And if there's something there, well, now we get to patch it up and move somewhere else. But oh it's boy. it's like oh, it's like major surgery. So 
um, is not fun and it's not our fault, but uh, yeah, it, it's very ridiculous that, uh, in our opinion anyway, that uh, PG&E is requiring us to move us, the solar people, by the way, not a, not one of the PG&E uh, folks, and uh, move this uh, the service panel. It's pretty nuts. Is so. that for all new systems or? No, no, no. Well, yeah. So if somebody goes solar and then uh, PG&E, they say, oh, well, the age of the house is like from 1950. And there's quite a few. I mean, there's thousands and thousands of those houses. So, yeah. so now they want they. They contact us, the solar guys, and say, hey, send us a picture of the of the gas meter and the main electric service panel. So we say, okay, here's here's a picture. And then they come back and say, hey, uh, we need you to measure that. And oh, no. so, <laughs> so we go back and measure, send them the picture. And then they say, hey, um, you're going to have to move that service panel. Um, it's too close. And we're not approving the solar until you do so. Send us photos of the... Uh, of that <laughs> when it's done. Oh. Like, uh, okay, homeowner, uh, now we have to charge you seven to $10,000 to move that thing out of the way. Otherwise, PG&E is not gonna prove your solar. So guess who's the bad guy? <laughs> <laughs> well, not PG&E, of course. Well, now, uh, yeah, so it's, uh, it's, that's an adventure. It's, it's not my favorite, but... Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's not fun at all to go back to a homeowner and say, okay, now for some reason, and then you know, we please contact your friendly, and then you know, I waited on hold for twenty four forty eight two hours to get to somebody to just tell me, yeah, nothing we can do. It's the code. Uh, Boy, yeah. So um, you. hopefully, you know, uh, this this will get enough complaints and a lot of people really upset, <laughs> but not at us at PG&E, but uh, yeah. it's pretty easy to measure. So really, if your main electric service panel is directly above the gas meter, that's that's the part, I guess, that PG&E is most concerned about. But as I mentioned, you know, these houses have been around for 70 years and there's not been a fire that we've heard of. So, uh, or an explosion or any kind of issue, it's just uh, all of a sudden, uh, the gas meters and the gas risers are somehow an issue now. So, anywho, we'll uh, we'll get through it like we do with everything. Oh, else. It's, <laughs> it's crazy, uh, but yeah, I actually I want to talk about something else too. So we'll get to talk about uh, batteries, which we've talked about before, and lots and lots of people are really concerned about power outages. And we've talked, you know, the biggest reasons is the supply and demand gap that we're going to be seeing over the next few years. And we've talked about factors that are going to mitigate that, like uh, electric vehicles and being able to uh, plug the home into the electric vehicle and the, uh, the EV supplied power during an outage. But in this meantime, we're, we're still getting at least half to three quarters of our potential clients wanting to get a backup battery, okay. which I completely understand. You know, if you drive away the EV, you have no backup power. <laughs> so. Um, but what we're also seeing is lots of battery options and the batteries are really expensive. So we're telling people, you know, it's great that you want a battery. We're happy to include it. Uh, you can budget now because of new, you know, material shortages, so forth, all the, the normal excuses that people, they're getting to be about $25,000 for a 10 kilowatt hour battery. For one and battery? Last year at this time, we were installing them for about 17000 Wow. And that, yeah, it's just getting, it's getting out of control. 
And so it's just because there's huge demand and, uh, you know, a lot of companies are no problem, no problem. We'll just add it on and finance it and you'll pay another 30 to $40 a month. But, uh, you know, that's a, a, that's a big 30 to $40 a month for the next, uh, 500 years or whatever. But, uh, (laughs) yeah, it's, um, it's, it's scary because yeah, there's, uh, there's lots of battery options, which is fantastic. Okay. Uh, But you know, somebody out there, they're thinking about a backup battery. That's about how much they're costing. And that's the fully loaded cost, by the way. So we see lots of people contacting us about, you know, can we do the Tesla Powerwall? And we would love to do the Tesla Powerwall because it does have that integrated inverter. Right. Uh, And that's generally an an additional expense. Uh, So we have to have a battery and then a battery or an inverter that works when the power goes out. Well, Tesla created, and a few other companies have an integrated inverter. So it's a much easier install because uh, we don't have to essentially redo the solar panel system. But in California, we do have to include a rapid shutdown device that adds uh, a bit. Uh, sales tax just went up to 10.25% in most places in California. Uh, and then it's the permitting is pretty extensive. Uh, so we have and that's more expensive than actually getting solar installed. So all of these costs kind of are wow. catching up and it's, uh, it's getting to make ex- systems expensive. So people are saying, well, forget that. I'm not doing solar or batteries. They're saying, oh, no, no, no. Solar is still a great idea, still a great investment. Batteries, eh, not so much. So I don't think so anyway. But uh, Yeah, I, uh, I, do, I do ask friends who talk to me about batteries. I'm like, you know, how many, how many times has the power gone out in the last five years? And then divide that by $25,000 now. Okay, so if it was five times, was that that day worth $5,000 to you? Yeah. And yeah, if it it's... was, then go for it. Me? Nah. <laughs> My refrigerator I agree. and the Wi-Fi is not that important. We are starting to see, though, counterpoint, Adam, yes. in new homes, there's quite a few new home communities that are touting we are fully electric. So everything is, and even custom homes, they're, they're going full electric. Okay. And when they go full electric and the power goes out, they have no cooking, they have no hot water, they have no anything, and they can't even run the microwave. So uh, with those homes, we're saying it might be a good idea to add at least one, if not two, uh, 10 kilowatt hour batteries or more, just in case, because you know if you do have a one, two or three day outage, uh, you, you're definitely going to a hotel, but you know, if there's no hotels around, so anyway, it's a, it's, it's a conundrum. It's a, an issue. And, uh, maybe one day we'll see homes being built right now in California. They're supposed to have solar included. And it might be that makes more sense to have a battery included more than the solar. So, uh, we'll see, we'll wow. see what happens, but, uh, I'm wow. saying anyone who's considering a battery, get ready for some major sticker shock, uh, and, this it's not going down. Uh, we're seeing all the, you know, all the metals that are needed and all the chemistry that's needed to, uh, put these batteries together. It's, it's an expensive process and, uh, yeah, there's a lot of things to consider for sure. But, uh, uh, yeah, anywho, uh, batteries are expensive. Uh, we recommend waiting for the electric vehicles, but sometimes people don't want to wait. They want it now, 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 which is no and problem. My calculation Oof. is wrong. Or just what do you mean? Uh, Twenty five thousand divided by the time that the power has gone out. 
Um, well, you're, you know, like if the power goes out in most homes that have natural gas, they can still, you sure. know, essentially most have a, a gas oven, right. most have gas water heaters. So you can still exist in the house, you know, without electricity. But if you're fully electric uh, and your water heater is electric, your heating is electric, you know, that kind of stuff, then you're, you're kind of out of luck until you do have power restored. And so Man. those are the ones we we're saying it's, okay. it might be a good idea. I didn't realize how strong I was. <laughs> okay. All right. We're going to wrap it up there. Yep. All right. Thanks a lot for spending another 10 minutes with us out of your week. We really appreciate it. If you have a question for an upcoming episode, you know what to do. You can go to our Facebook page, Straight Talk SolarCast. And if you'd like to see a library of our past episodes, go and listen back. You know, you have a question uh, that you, you know we've covered sometime in the last five years. You can go to our website solarharmonics.com just click on the podcast uh, link at the very top in the menu and you'll be taken to that library of past shows and of course if you have a friend considering going solar this is a great podcast to introduce to them because they will save thousands even now more than more and more every day over the life of their system and you know what better friend is there than that i ask so until next time That's all for now. Thank you for listening to this episode of Straight Talk SolarCast with solar expert Jamie Duran. Join us each week for more answers to your solar questions. Speaking of questions, got some? Email us at solarcast at solarharmonics.com and we'll be sure to give you an answer in an upcoming episode. This episode of Straight Talk SolarCast is brought to you by Solar Harmonics, the leading solar energy developer in Northern California, who invite you to own your energy Visit them on the web at www.solarharmonics.com.